Well, hi, hello. Good morning, everyone. I hope you guys are having a great fucking day. Uh, we're back with another episode of None Other Fucking Mentality. I don't know what else this podcast would be or why I always introduce it like that, but uh, one day I'll get around with doing like the intro, like, you know, people like edit it, whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, today I have a pretty cool guest on. So I met this individual because um, I, okay, let me backtrack actually. When I launched the Fuck You Mentality podcast, it was actually just called the Fuck You Mentality. And it was supposed to be education and it was supposed to be like mentality and all these things. But it's obviously kind of evolved as time has gone on. But this particular individual actually took one of my classes when I first launched the company, the podcast um, now. And she has kind of, we've obviously stayed in contact and we've built this awesome relationship just through social media. Again, all of my relationships are built through social media. But I've kind of, I've had, I've had the front row seat of kind of watching this individual kind of blossom into this like confident eccentric funky stylist um so it's been kind of cool to see how when she started when i met her a year ago uh to where she is now so i am gonna allow her to introduce herself so who are you what are we doing what's going on and what what's happening hi i'm sarah i go by sarah rose hair on all my socials um i always really struggle with this question and i think it's just because i'm 20 and like do we do any of us know who we are <laughs> at this age? Oh. I guess really. As we go on, like, I am just still discovering myself. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how I would describe myself. But as a, my profession, I'm a hairstylist in Portland, Oregon. Um, and I'm very introverted. And I have ADHD, which is why I love your content so much, because I just relate to you so much. Um, and I live with my wonderful boyfriend, and we have a dog and a cat. And that's what I do. I just I eat, sleep and work. <laughs> that's all I do right now. <laughs> why is that? Why do you eat some work? Why is that? I need money in this economy. <laughs> no, yeah. I fucking hear you on that. Well, and I needed, I, I mean, I knew from the beginning, like in school with my ADHD, I didn't, I knew I had ADHD, but I didn't know like what that meant necessarily, like what I could do. I was just, you know, the school system, everything in this world is so neurotypical ran and I, but I knew that I wasn't going to be able to go to college. I've always been interested in the beauty community. So I was like, I need a job that's like, is going to be good for me. And so yeah, I, this job just works perfectly for my little brain and um, it makes me happy. And that's where all my friends are because I'm so introverted and like I have so much social anxiety in my house. <laughs> so I like, I finally found this like job where like I'm excited to go in and I'm like, it's my friends. And then I work and I do what makes me happy. And then I come home and watch TV, which also makes me happy. And then that's what I do now. <laughs> so it sounds like you found, you found what makes you tick. Like you found like a good routine as to what works for you. Yeah, we're working on it, but I'm, I feel pretty good where I'm at right now. Um, So to touch base on the ADHD thing. So if you guys don't know, <clears throat> if you don't follow any of my other social channels or whatever the case may be, I talk a lot about my ADHD and how it's, um, it's my superpower. It's who I am as an individual. Um, I'm medicated. So if I am not medicated, it is I am so much worse than I am now. Um, but, oh shit, 
what's been kind of awesome is building a community of people who are also ADHD. Um, and it, I want to say this too, that having ADHD is not like a fun thing, you know, like it's not, that's the one thing I really truly hate about social media right now is that like, everybody's like, Oh, my ADHD girly. And I'm like, ah, it's not really like a flex (laughs) kind of like debilitating. Um, it kind of sucks most times, you know, and I say it's my superpower because it is, um, it's allowed me to be as fixated on my career as as I have been and that's why I like to say that that's where my success comes from is because my fixations Mm -hmm. Um, so you kind of you kind of touched base on it so when if you want to talk about this when when like were you diagnosed like when did you like realize okay this is what I am and how do I adapt to what I am versus like fitting in a neurotypical world you know um well, so the, I was never like medically diagnosed, but my whole family has it. And I feel like most of most of the world has it. It's just like not a talked about thing, but it's been more normalized now, which I think is really cool. But um, I remember specifically it was, it was at my dad's house and um, he, <sighs> words. <laughs> this is another part of ADHD I can't like think properly (laughs) um but I think it was like I was just getting in trouble for things and my dad would be like remember when I asked you to do this and I would be like no (laughs) I don't remember and he kind of pulled me aside and was like hey like I think you have ADHD and I'm like I don't know what that means and I, I forget like how he explained it to me but that was basically it he just told me I had it and that he had it but like never really did anything to help me which I don't really hold resentment for because he didn't even know how to help his ADHD so like I I just it was not talked about then and like we were just kind of labeled as like hyperactive and like just control it and just try to do better you know and yeah so I, I knew I had it but I didn't really know like what that meant and you know I'm still going through school and I'm just kind of at this time, like, I, I never did my homework. Like, I would do it sometimes when I wanted to, but, like, I was so bad in school. Not bad, but, like, things like math and writing essays and doing tests. And, like, I just, even when I wanted to try to focus, I could never, you know? I was just kind of like, this is boring. <laughs> um, but I found other activities, like, when I got into high school, like, art and choir, and I, I really enjoyed those. And, High school was also around the time that I fell into doing makeup. So I had a lot of these like creative outlets that I was able to do, which was really cool. Um, and I've always struggled with like anxiety as well. So there's just like a lot of things going on, but like it, it, you're just going through school. Like, you know, as a kid, I feel like there's really nothing you can really think about like mental health wise, you know, like you're just, there's this one thing you have to get through. And then um, around the time when I like, really discovered was like quite recently like with my ADHD was like I'm pretty I I feel like it was like finding your stuff and go being on TikTok and all of that um and I recently had a falling out with my mom in May of last year um I just cut the hell out (laughs) and I just kind of went through this whole like discovering like who I am and healing from this really traumatic event um 
and yeah with finding your stuff like I've just kind of deep dived in like uh Erin Backman like when she posts about her ADHD stuff like I just keep seeing these videos pop up and I was like oh I'm that I'm that I'm that <laughs> and I feel like everyone is collectively having this like moment of like understanding what their mental illnesses are and like how they function and I've also recently like you know everything's like a spectrum with ADHD and like autism and like neurodivergency and I've just noticed like all the things that I'm falling into and it's honestly it's really helped me like live my life better <laughs> like understanding that like I have these sensory issues and to be able to do these things that before that I would say I just hated doing and I never wanted to do but I never understood why and like understanding the why to everything in my life has been so like refreshing um but yeah I I'm not medicated and I kind of want to be but I'm also kind of scared because I've been told that it makes your thoughts quiet and I've never like not had no thoughts and that terrifies me and gives me anxiety to like imagine what it's like to not have all these voices talking I'm like am I it's I don't know it's change is scary but it's necessary sometimes yeah I would I I personally can't say that my thoughts are quiet mm -hmm. um, I would say that it helps me compartmentalize my thoughts because mm. trust me I mean there's nothing that'll actually stop them unless like you're on just like an obnoxious dose of whatever the case may be right but I find that really interesting. I did not know that you were never actually like diagnosed. Diagnosed? Have you ever have you ever thought about actually going to get a diagnosis? Uh, it gives me so much anxiety, Lisa. The gold places. <laughs> so like, I'll think about I'll think about it. It took me months to like even want to make an appointment. And the only reason I made an appointment was because we had a client in who works at a doctor's office and was like yeah I can hook you up and I was like okay cool because I ain't about to be calling these doctor places <laughs> um last year I was having some like other like unrelated issues and like I was having to go to the doctor so often and at the end of it I ended up just like stopped going and like self-cured myself essentially because they were just telling me really crazy things to do and like it was just really traumatic and anxiety inducing anytime I went so now I just have anxiety to go all over again and restart, even though it's like a different matter. But like, I just feel like in the health world, I guess, it's just there's a lot of gaslighting and there's a lot of like um, doctors who, I don't know, like lack of education in some areas. I, I'm, I know there's some good doctors out there, but like trying to find the good doctor is so hard and I have terrible social anxiety going out to places um but I feel pretty confident in like the things that I have um and it, the only thing I find de debilitating is like sometimes when I'm working when I just for forget something you know when you're in hair it's not like the end of the world if you forget something oh it depends on what it is but like I have a lot of like work anxiety um, from like past jobs that I've had and like trauma from that. And so I feel like getting medicated and like being able to just focus and do my job, I, it would like help me from not having that anxiety because I wouldn't have anything to worry about. But maybe Sarah just needs anxiety meds and ADHD medication. I don't know. 
<laughs> well, if you didn't know this, now you know ADHD is anxiety induced. So the anxiety induces the ADHD. Um, <clears throat> I lost my train of thought. Oh my god, I totally. Or I was gonna tell you something important. Oh fuck. Oh. Um, so if anyone who's listening, because I totally sympathize with feeling anxiety about going to these kinds of places. Um, I did, never went to an actual office. I went and did telemed. So there's actually testing they can do uh, that you can do on your uh, on yourself. Essentially, you take a test and it's like this really, really in-depth test. And then you submit it. You talk to these providers and that's how you get di- diagnosed. So if you ever want advice or help with the providers that I've talked to, I will happily send them to you because they're all virtual. Um, and they're to my own, to my own capacity, you know, cause I'm fully aware that, you know, going to an appointment like that, you just, you freak out. Um, cause I do too. I get um, overwhelmed with like, you know, the big picture. And then when I narrow it down to all the little things, like, well, how much money is it going to cost? Um, are they going to tell me that I don't have any of this stuff when I, I really feel like I do. And like, I really just want like the medication and help for it. But most of the times it ends up being fine. (laughs) And I just want to be validated for all the things that I feel and just be like, just help me, please. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. A lot of anxiety. And I actually, um, well, especially this is like just going off jumping topics, but um, with your live with Meg, the trauma-informed coach, which I'm really excited for tonight. (laughs) Um, But like, if you would have asked me like three years ago, do you have any trauma? I would have been like, no, my life was fine. I I had a perfectly normal childhood, but like you literally, y'all woke up an epiphany in me of, like, all the fucking trauma I have. Like, I could write it down in, like, just different groups of, like, all the things. And I had, I started getting, like, severe anxiety, like, in panic attacks when I was seven. And, like, they got, they lasted up until, like, high school. And it's not as bad now. But, like, that's crazy to be seven years old and just like having panic attacks (laughs) and it was like always invalidated like my parents would just be like oh you're fine you're fine you're fine but then um my parents divorced and yeah it was just I although I cut off my mom I used to be really close with her and she was actually the one that would Um, she understood me because she had really bad anxiety and I'm like thanks for passing that down (laughs) um and so like I found comfort in that because like she understood me um and I'm much closer with my dad now but at the time I think he just was so hurt by my mom and he didn't want to compare me to her so he would invalidate my anxiety and he would just be like oh everyone worries everyone like that but I would be like, no, like, this is straight up. Sarah thinks she's going to die. Sarah feels like she's going to throw up every day for no reason. And, like, breathing is hard. And I was like, I, I need, like, to be on my phone. Because there used to be a whole big thing with, like, you can't be on your phone right now. Like, we were spending family time together. But, like, I remember getting, um, like, I was recently sick from the flu. And I had just went over to my dad's house and, like, I just did not feel good. Like I felt terrible. And there's a lot of things going on in my life that like at the time didn't realize that was necessarily like affecting me. 
But like, this was the worst panic attack of my life. And I straight up told my dad, I was like panicking in my room. And I was like, I think I need to go to the hospital. Like, I, I was like, I don't know. I need something. I need to be on my phone. Like, I can't just like be up in my room right now. Like I'm freaking out. And he was like, okay, okay. <laughs> and I think from then on, he didn't really like invalidate it anymore. And I remember him telling me that like, I should go to therapy and stuff, but like, there was no action taken. <laughs> So I never really got to go to therapy. I think I did a little bit of it in high school because we actually had a free therapist, like a counselor that was like not a part of the school. So everything was like confidential and discreet. And she was like an actual licensed therapist, which was really cool. Um, but I only did that for a little bit. And I definitely think I would have benefited from going to a doctor and being diagnosed. But like, can't change the past. And <laughs> it is what it is. Um, and I'm figuring it out now, which is fine. And honestly, your whole platform has been so helpful like I don't know where I would be in life right now like if you didn't start this whole thing and if I didn't find your account because yeah it's just it's been awesome um but yeah I don't even know what I'm talking about <laughs> that's what this podcast is for which I love but like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm <laughs> the uh what I've been told is that sometimes the episodes are really healing for a lot of people because it's just for you to kind of talk and just kind of like let shit out so actually when you launched this podcast even though I was a part of it I'm about to call myself out I didn't listen to them yeah. <laughs> and it's not like it's just because like with my ADHD like I'm such a visual person that I just love being on TikTok and I love going on your lives and like interacting with them um and I've just never really been like a podcast person so I was like eh. I was like I'll listen to it but then the mermaid one came out and I almost shit myself <laughs> around this time I was about to like I was like I saw that and I was really excited because I love I love Meg like I was watching I I think I followed both of you like around the same time and I loved watching her videos because she did like cute plus size outfit videos and like I literally have so many outfits that like I bought that like she wore but then I'm about to meet her and I'm like I feel creepy now <laughs> like, I know creepy. that's so that's so <laughs> compliment I'm sure to her yeah it's so it's like it's just pretty surreal and so I yeah um I didn't listen to it but then Marcella she dms me and she's like oh my god I'm so happy for you and I was like what <laughs> she's like they drop you bitch and I was like what <laughs> and I was like what the fuck and so I I like throw my airpods in and I'm just like listening to the whole episode and then I get to it and I'm like crying and I was like oh my god this is so cool <laughs> it was just like a really cool like moment you know um and something that you've also made me realize is just like to stop looking at like number like numbers like how many followers someone has and like I realized like when I would talk about like these people like you or like Mermaid and I'd be like oh yeah this person has like this many followers and I'm like stop stop Sarah they're people and honestly if we all just like like with celebrities and like tiktokers if we just stop like thinking of them like they're so much higher and better than us because they have followers and they get engagement it's like I feel like we wouldn't have this like huge divide between these worlds where they feel so different because like social, what you see on the media is not real life. It's not. And we give it so much attention <laughs> and yeah. So I've been like really like catching myself, like not trying to talk about the numbers and just being like this person I met online is really cool. 
and like not caring about that because it doesn't matter and like we need to suck giving it attention because it's really not that yeah and I think that would help people not feel so bad about themselves all the time <laughs> with things like this person it's like well they probably don't feel good about themselves sometimes either they're human they're just showing you what they want to show you they a lot of people live in the facetious world of social media just because it's easier that way um yeah. that is the the biggest reason for the fucking mentality is to kind of show people like oh you know these top big dog whatever creators are also still people um, right and it we struggle just as just as the way as anybody else does you know there's no difference necessarily between you and i it's just we live different lives and that's it right um but to reel it back in because we're kind of <laughs> going off on like a totally different path here which is totally fine and i'm very, very glad yeah. that these things but I did want to talk about, um, like all these things kind of come in tandem, right? So <clears throat> one of the points that I drive home, I've driven home before in the past is I feel like most people who become hairdressers often, it stems from like, I, I'm going to take a step back. I hate, and this is going to sound so harsh. I hate people say they go into this industry to make people feel good. I just, I disagree with it. I don't necessarily think that people's ulterior motive to go in this industry is to make people feel good. I think that's a very selfish way of looking at things is I want to make, I want to feel good about myself because I'm making other people feel good. So right. the way that I look at it now is, and when I talk to a lot of hairdressers such as yourself and myself, we actually go to this industry for validation. We go to this industry because of creating that type of connection with people that maybe we didn't have growing up. We were mm -hmm. validated or you had a lot of panic attacks and maybe you found people in this realm who also yes. Anxiety, who also deal with panic attacks, who also you can talk about this, these kinds of things with. Um, so I, I challenge everybody who says that, whoever says I go to this industry because I want to make me feel good. Like that's actually a really selfish way of looking at things. You don't realize you're actually craving these connections with people based off of the fact that you come from trauma and right. you don't realize it until you're in it. And how you said, oh, three years ago, you would have said, no, I don't have trauma, but yeah. now creators like myself and I'm sure just being um in the industry and meeting these people are probably like trigger 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 it's all these like subconscious things that are going on inside you um that are pulling the real Sarah out yeah so this brings me to my question you recently went through a rebrand and mm -hmm. All these things I'm listening to you and I'm compartmentalizing all these thoughts, you know, that you're, that you're saying right now. And I'm like, yeah, this is exactly, this is why this happened to her. She finally realized, wow, there's a lot of fucked up shit that has happened in the past that maybe I have not dealt with, or maybe haven't even realized. And now I'm in the safest place with these people who I don't know. You don't mm -hmm. know meg you don't know your clients like they're just random people that you've somehow created these genuine relationships with that now sarah gets to be sarah like i like gave myself chills even just fucking saying that out loud because i've i personally have watched you evolve into this person who's like goofy and and just their selves and like like the, the, I'm looking at your, your profile photo, like the pink eyes and the bright hair, you know, like that wasn't Sarah a year ago. Remember during your first 
class when you were like, I'm so excited to see where you are six months from now. Yep. Because I, so, I was like, I'm sad right now. And like, uh, I think Jessica, the other gal on there, she's like, are you okay? And I was like, no. And this was before I cut my mom off. This was like, I was just in school and I was like, I just feel terrible about everything and major imposter syndrome, which I didn't actually know the term for. Like, I remember you saying it and I just assumed it meant like you were wanting to like act like someone else, but like, it just meant like you were underachieving everything. And I'm like, I do that all the time. <laughs> like I, cause we're go-getters. And once we reach a goal, we're like, this doesn't feel right. I need to do better. I need to do more. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. But go on, go on. No, so talk to me, talk to me about this rebrand. Like if you can put it yeah. into words, you know, um, again, this is just me being an outsider and just kind of watching this person evolve. What has that been like? You know, like where where has that been leaving you? Um, well, so I am the social media manager at my at my salon. So I run their Instagram and I run the TikTok. Um and I was putting so much focus in that, which is okay. Like I, I love, I love the brand. Like I love the salon. I love my whole work family. Like everyone's amazing. And I realized that I was just like putting in all my effort into that because I have so much work anxiety about like, if I'm not doing this right, if I'm not doing this the way they want, they're going to fire me and they're going to be upset with me. Like, I just have so much anxiety about that. And so I just found myself like not really posting to my Instagram and um for me like uh you know this is my first year doing hair this is my first year being in a salon so there's gonna be and I and I'm assistant there so there's gonna be days where because I only take clients like two days out of the week so there's gonna be days where like I don't have any clients and that's okay you know I'm I'm still growing and so uh I think it was January January is slow for everyone that's just the thing that's just gonna happen every year um so I was just putting in so much effort into this Instagram and I didn't have any hair content to post. So I wasn't posting and I was just feeling like such in a rut. Um, and then there was like other outside things that were happening. Like my boyfriend's, uh, he had a couple family members that passed away. So we went to a memorial, which was like, that was a lot on its own. Um, yeah. And I just did not feel good. Like I was like, I, yeah. So I was looking at my Instagram and I was like, I want my Instagram to look like all these other Instagrams that I'm working so hard on. And like, I want to put more effort into that. And like, I, I should. And I think it was when I was actually on the way driving to the memorial and I was listening to your podcast with Lexi. Hmm. And I was just like, so awoken. And I was like, yeah, I need to take a step back. And I was like, I need to focus on me and my career, because that's what it's all about. That is like what the whole assisting program is about at my salon. They're like, they're there to help me build. And um, yeah, so the, I, I actually had talked to my, um, one of my mentors about it. And she's like, yeah, yeah, Sarah, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, focus on your stuff <laughs> but I was like oh great <laughs> it's like I'm having anxiety about this for nothing <laughs> um so yeah I I just kind of went on Canva and I started doing my little Sarah Rose hair thing so I was like I want to have something cute that's like up there that just like is me like it just resembles me it's unique um I really like disco balls right now so that's like my whole theme <laughs> and then 
my sibling and I, Ren, we, growing up, we're so close, but, like, we always love doing, like, little photo shoots. So I was like, hey, when we have your hair appointment, can you take some pictures of me, like, looking real cute and stuff for my, my rebrand? And uh, I was also going to get my hair done. And I was like, this is all going to be great. And so that's kind of it. Like, I just wanted to put more focus into my Instagram. And, like, I just felt like, because it was a makeup account that I had when I was in high school and I was into makeup. And then I just kind of turned it into my hair account. But it didn't really have a theme. Like, I was just posting pictures to post pictures. And then I would, like, try to create a theme. But then I was like, oh, this is routines. My brain is hard. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I just felt it was really dull and didn't really like speak me, which is kind of funny because I've had a few clients that have come in my chair that said that they came to me because they liked my Instagram so much. And I was like, that's so sweet, but I think this is garbage. So I'm changing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it felt really good. And like, especially after I got my hair done, like that is what really like just boosted my confidence overall because for two years I've been playing with my hair and changing it and dyeing myself but I have not loved my hair in two years and so like when my sweet coworker came to this I was like I'm in love like I was like I feel whole again <laughs> I didn't realize like not having the hair you want really affected you so much but like now that I have it I just feel good and then I was like I'm wearing cute outfits again and I'm doing my makeup but I just like I feel like Sarah again. So I feel like when COVID hit, I just stopped doing makeup. And then I met my boyfriend and I was working to go to school. And like, I just, yeah, for a solid minute, I just was kind of lost and trying to get to where I am now. And now I'm here and it's surreal. <laughs> it doesn't, it feels. Why do you think that is though? Like, why do you think, I want you to dig, dig a little deep for me. Okay. Yeah, I got why you. Do you. Why do you. <laughs> All of a sudden, you have the power to do this. Um, cause like I had an epiphany. Like you, <laughs> you and your whole trauma thing. It just like you opened up my box. Okay, you open up Pandora's box, and so like all this stuff is coming up. And um, I was doing therapy, which I recently stopped doing, so I can save up to do the uh, healing hub in April with you. Yeah, um, excited about. Um, because especially as someone with ADHD, like I need to have, I, I need to be able to just like have these tools that I can use outside because I, I'm such a self-taught person, um, which yeah, like I, I'm such a go-getter, like from high school, like I'm also really like self-aware of like the things I want, you know? Um, so back to high school, I, I mean, I always knew that I was going to be in the beauty industry. I just knew it. Not necessarily hair, but, like, I was always really into makeup. Um, and so in school, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do makeup. I'm going to do makeup. And then COVID hit. Makeup school is too much money. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to make a career off of this, especially in this climate. So my dad was like, be a hairstylist. Like, that's always going to have openings. And I was like, okay, well, you know. It wasn't just like to do hair like I was I, I mean I was I knew nothing about hair I wasn't like I wasn't one of those girlies that did like my friend's hair for prom like I don't know how to braid my own hair like that's just I don't do that um but yeah I 
I knew I needed to go in the beauty industry because that was what was going to work for me and my brain. And I just knew that I was going to be better off doing that. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I make these big plans and I've had these big plans since I was in high school. And then I was managing at Wendy's, which was terrible during the pandemic. Like I was working 50 hour shifts, working so hard, miserable, exhausted, just like waiting to be a hairstylist. Like I was like, I just want to be here. It would make me so happy to be here. And then I started working at a beauty supply store in February of 2021 while working at Wendy's. <laughs> so working two jobs and I was still living at home and I love my dad and I love my stepmom, but they also had some unhealed trauma and they have ADHD and OCD and it with having five kids, like I bet that was really stressful for them, but like the way they were so strict about chores <laughs> and like how everything when you have ADHD already feels like a hard task. And then when I'm coming home from school and I'm, then I'm dealing with all these things that like as a kid, I don't realize are really affecting me, but they are. It was, it was a challenge for sure. Um, which made me want to like be a hairstylist even more. So like it, it pushed me even further to work harder. Um, and like, I just wanted to get it done. So February of 2021 is when I, you know, I started working with two jobs and then that's when I signed on to school. And then I was so happy when I was able to quit Wendy's. <laughs> um, and then I was working at the beauty supply and going to school. And then I quit that beauty supply, started working at Salon Centric and that's what I was doing. Um, that's what I was doing when you, when we met, um, and then I was in school. So that's another goal I reached. And then school was miserable as it is for everyone, but I went to a competency based program. So it was not hourly based. I was just like, I did a three month core program, which required me to be there three days a week for six hours every day. I did, we talked about theory. I did tests. I worked on mannequins, just doing like roller sets and perms. And then we worked on haircutting and then we worked on like hair color. And then we did like a pre-practical and a pre-final. And that's how they dictated whether you were ready to go on the floor or not. So then once you're on the floor, that's when you can go in whenever you want. Make your own schedule. You don't have to be there for, you can just be there forever long you want. Most people will go in, do their mark-offs, and then they'll do all their testing. Um, and there was, like, and this was, like, right when COVID was, like, huge. So they didn't allow the general public in, which is how students get their mark-offs is by having people come in. So they were, like, only family and friends. Um, but then they also said that we could do hair from home <laughs> and take pictures and get mark-offs that way. And since I was working at a beauty supply and I have TikTok to teach me all these like techniques and stuff. And I had access to all this professional color that was not cholesterol cream and like shitty old hair color and bad bleach. I was like, I'm going to use this stuff because like I'm such a product knowledge girl. Like working at the beauty supplies was like so life changing. And for any students that are listening, work at a beauty supply. Like it will give you so much free product knowledge, like so much free education that you don't get in school. Um, but anyways, yeah, thoughts. anyways, I 
so yeah anyway I finished school it was it was bad but I did it in 11 months usually it's like a two-year thing but I was only doing hair design but I finished it in 11 months <laughs> and then I started like applying for all these hair salons and like I'm still not there at my goal but I'm close and I'm excited to be there and then I you know I found out about chameleon salon because like I worked at these beauty supplies so I had connections to all these you know hair salons and owners and people and um so yeah we I did a couple days of shadowing there and then I did a uh not practical but you know a hair model and then they said okay Sarah you're great come on in and once I was there the imposter syndrome hit and like I didn't feel like the joy that I've been expecting to feel and it was so weird <laughs> and that's what I hate about <laughs> imposter syndrome it's just like I worked so hard but once I was there I was like you know the anxiety sets in because you did it and then you're like well there has to be something that I have to work on now because like I always feel like my life's purpose is <laughs> just to keep like working towards goals and so I finally hit it and I'm only 20 and I just hit like my dream career <laughs> really fast <laughs> and yeah it didn't it didn't feel real and but I remember um because I was doing hair in my apartment right after I graduated up like you know just kind of in between while I was trying to find a hair salon and while I was still that salon centric um and I just felt so much confidence like seeing all these techniques on TikTok and everything. And, but then once I was in a real salon and I was realized, I started to realize all the things that I actually didn't know how to do yet because I went to an accelerated based program. And like, like you were saying the other day about how like students just like don't know how to do haircuts. Like that was me. <laughs> like I just didn't know how to do it. Cause it's such a complicated thing. And especially trying to teach that to someone who has ADHD, like it's the thing you have to be so hands-on with and you know, with the lack of, you know, practice, I just didn't have it. So I, yeah. And I was like in a setting with like eight or more people in the salon and you're around everyone who's doing hair and you just feel so much pressure. And I just started like losing that confidence that I had when I started. And I was just like, I'm here, but like, I have so much anxiety, like even just like the smallest things of like blow drying clients. I'm like, oh my god, what if they think I'm doing a really bad job, and they think I'm just, like, super terrible at this, they're like, what if the dryer's too hot, and, like, uh, and, like, uh, washing hair in the shampoo bowls, like, oh my god, I get water in the air, they're gonna, like, they're just probably thinking I'm, like, the worst person ever right now, like, <laughs> just all those thoughts when I started, and, um, especially me, like, when I meet new people, too, I'm, like, in my shell, so I, I wasn't really talking to anyone, and I wasn't asking for help, which you should ask for help, especially I because in the assistant program, like that's what they're there for. But I was like, no, I got this. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, and I had a couple of days where I, you know, cause I didn't, people are able to just like self-schedule themselves. So I would have, um, you know, a color in the morning and then I'd have like two back-to-back -back haircuts right after. And I was still learning my timing and the timing that was set on there was like, for my mentors and like how fast they are but I was like I don't know about you but I take like seven hours on a highlight right now <laughs> like I take a long time on these things and I wasn't really like saying no to people I was just kind of like yeah I can do that and then I'd get these haircuts where I'm like <sighs> and like I realized that it was so different from when I was doing hair at home because like 
I would book these appointments and then I would have two weeks to think about it. <laughs> I would have so long in between to like just process like what I'm going to do. But in this moment, I was just kind of like, ah. And then I was too scared to ask for help. And it was just like a shit show of like having to tell people to come in later, but then they don't. So then I'm like, I have this person that I like underquoted and like super stressful, super terrible. Learned my mistakes real quick on that one. Um, but then I started getting really, I started opening up to everyone and I just love everyone so much there. Like they're all so supportive and it's like, it's so, it, I know it's like always like a toxic thing when like people are like, oh, swans are like family, but it's like, no, like this is like actual family. Like they, we, like I go over for like Christmas Eve, we go over for birthdays and like, we just have such a good time together and it's a great like it's such a healthy environment and I couldn't have found like a more perfect first salon because like most times like your first salon is not your forever home but like I love this place so much and like yeah it's great I just love being there um so now I feel a little bit more settled and like confident because I've been learning so much more and getting better in my hair cutting skills and I think now I'm finally starting to feel that like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> I did it. I made it. But like initially at first I was just like, mm -mm, like I, I feel really uncomfortable right now. And um, But it's okay. Like I, I need to learn patience. And I think that's one thing with like, you just have to sit in the suck for a while. You just have to like sit in the phase that you are in life. And it's going to be a while. It might be a few years. But I think that's what I realized was like when I hit my goal, like you don't need to keep running after a new goal. Like you can just, you have to stay at this phase for a while. And like, that's kind of what I've been like coming to terms with. Um, yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> well, to summarize that, um, it, yeah, it sounds like you, obviously like we're, we're always healing. We're always going through a healing journey. We're always learning about ourselves and whatnot. And I think, a great note to end it on is kind of what you said. It's, it's really important to kind of sit in a lot of these things. And, um, I'm learning a lot about the industry, the people that are coming into the industry right now. Um, I personally don't suffer a lot with anxiety in that regard. So it's been really interesting to learn about the anxiety that it can be applicable to our career. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm learning a lot from you. Like I'm listening to you and I'm like, wow, you know, like I, I didn't realize it could, or I didn't, I'm seeing an influx of people who have a lot of anxiety about being a hairdresser, despite the fact that they want to do it. Right. Uh, and I find that really interesting, but I think what's really important to, to kind of always remember is yes, it's important to kind of sit in these things. And, and I know it's, it's going to trigger your anxiety, like fucking crazy just to sit there for a little while. But it's super important to be able to just embrace where you are, enjoy where you're at, and just enjoy the journey for what it is instead of always looking for the next best step and always reaching for the stars, even though the stars might not always be there and they might move and they might change shapes. They might not even be stars anymore. That it's really important to just be happy mm -hmm. with where you are and be. It, it's okay to be to feel the way that you feel about things and it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to kind of... Um, ask for help and whatnot but um yeah we gotta wrap this up because we're gonna end this but if you could give any advice to the public what would it be 
I wrote down a few things because I knew this question was coming and I knew I was going <laughs> to struggle with finding an answer. So I wrote four things. <laughs> um, but they all kind of like meshed together in one. Um, first of all, like mental health should be like your number one priority. And I think people like run away from their issues so much. But like it's been so mind opening to like learn about my trauma and learn about myself um also to you know celebrate yourself celebrate the little things and I need to take this advice for myself because I don't do it often (laughs) but uh yeah just have like patience where you are right now you know love yourself take care of yourself and yeah that's pretty much it like it's a it's okay to not be okay but you need to understand like what the problem is and yeah just just be kind to yourself because like you're the most important relationship with you everyone else comes second after that you're damn right yeah well sarah it was wonderful to kind of learn a little bit more about you learn about your anxiety where it comes from and kind of this rebrand that you've been going through um i appreciate you so very much for coming on here and speaking a little bit of your truth guys make sure you guys check out sarah all of her links will be in the show notes below me um welcome w- welcome thank you for listening to another episode of the fucking mentality i will talk to you guys later